From WXXI and the Little Theater, this is Movies in a Microphone. I'm your host, Scott Kukas, and today we're talking about a film that demolishes the idea that there aren't any original ideas left out there. I'm talking about The Lobster, now playing at The Little. It's from the twisted and creative mind of Yorgos Lathamos. And here's the basic plot, which really attracted me to this film. Colin Farrell plays a recently separated man living in a society where single people have 45 days to find true love or be turned into an animal of their choice. Today, I'm joined by News 8 production assistant and Johnny Depp superfan, Megan McLaughlin, who you may remember from our Black Mass episode. Meg, are the rumors true? Will we see a lobster impression from you today? Possibly. It's very possible. <laughs> we're, all, we're all holding our breaths with this. Can't wait. Um, I'm also joined by City newspaper writer and film critic Adam Lubiteau. Adam, it's always a pleasure to have you on here. Uh, you're only two more visits away from a free sub, too, by the way. Excellent. I look forward to getting my punch card. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a punch card, too. So finally, we're joined by WXXI intern extraordinaire and RIT student Caitlin Spouty. Caitlin, how much little popcorn did you have this weekend? I definitely consumed over half of the large by myself. I was supposed to share. It didn't happen. <laughs> See, if you have the punch card, you can get free little popcorn. This oh, is not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm going to start with a question that I think has to be started with here. And that is, if you're in this world, what animal would you want to be turned into? Meg, we'll start with you. <laughs> um, going on my characteristics, I think it's easy and safe for me to say I'd be a cat. I love naps. <laughs> I cannot decide if I ever want to go inside or outside. I'm always hungry. So I, cat is the way to go, I think. For yeah. me. <laughs> a very good answer. Adam, how about you? Um, I cycled through a couple options, I have to admit, um, but I finally settled on a cricket. Oh, um, okay. You'll have to explain this one. Um, in, in college, uh, my, my boyfriend always called me Cricket because he told me I was his conscience. <laughs> um, also, I've always wished I had some sort of musical ability, mm-hmm. and I feel like this is finally my chance. Oh, okay, so you check the Jiminy Cricket yeah. angle. I like that. Are you worried that Meg will eat you, Cat Meg? I, I will keep my distance. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. All right, Caitlin, how about you? Well, I definitely thought about a lot of things. Um, ended up suddenly not a fox because I think that... It's got the nice characteristics, some some dog qualities without just doing the unoriginal going with the dog, some cat qualities as well, you know, nice uh, adventure. Plus, I really think uh, if I ended up in the in the forest that they live in, a fox would be well adapted to that. <laughs> I'd like to think you'd meet the fantastic Mr. Fox as well. Ooh, true. You feel like, what the cuss happened to us here? <laughs> we, <laughs> I don't know. See, my answer... was it came to my mind immediately, bald eagle. Why? Super patriotic. respectable (laughs) but mostly you could fly i just want to be able to fly so i was going to say some sort of jungle cat so i want to be able to run and which is kind of similar to yours meg (laughs) um but a bald eagle is just so cool i mean any any, like bird of prey i guess a hawk or falcon would also work um i mean hopefully i wouldn't be turned into it but (laughs) (laughs) but either one of those i feel is really really respectable um now i started here with a light whimsical question uh, but the tone of this movie is not light or whimsical. It's much, much darker. Uh, Adam, I'll start with you. Uh, were you surprised exactly like how cruel this fictional world was? I, I was. Um, I went in actually expecting a little darkness, but not the extent that we actually get in the movie. Um, it's definitely, yeah, like you said, a cruel sort of cynical world that it takes place in. 
Yeah, Meg, what are your thoughts Yeah, here? no, I completely agree. When I watched the trailer, I was kind of like, oh, this will be a great, fun movie. And it was, but I wasn't expecting so much dark elements. Mm-hmm. It, it added to it, but <laughs> I definitely was not expecting it. And that, that was kind of the part of the dark humor, too. I mean, they just had... Uh, just one liners like they're like, oh, if you if your relationship isn't working, we'll assign you children. That usually works, which is kind of a dark comment within itself. And obviously, the movie is much darker than just that. But even like the humor of that was real. It wasn't like laugh out loud. But you're just like, this is so absurd that it's it's, it's kind of it's, it's funny. funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, what were your thoughts here? Were you surprised by the darkness to this movie? Definitely. Again, like knowing going into it that it was going to be a little bit darker and things like that. Um, but I think there were certain elements that um i guess i guess it was surprising but in the fact of it was just like taking a problem that we all that kind of happens today and looking at it in the in the different lens um sort of with the idea of being like just the premise is dark like oh you have 45 days to find love but then you think about so many people who do who act like that anyway who are like oh like now that i'm over 40 like now i'm worried and they sign up for dating apps and like do things like that so like it played on things that actually happened but thinking about it in that little bit darker connotation was like, oh man, like really opened your eyes. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm glad you kind of mentioned that. This is clearly satire and uh, the satire, I, I think it's kind of, it is darker, but it's, you know, it's satire nonetheless, even though it's maybe not what you think of like a humorous type of satire. So do you think the message the filmmakers here were trying to convey, I mean, do you think that, do you think they succeeded in that? Caitlin, we'll start with you here. I definitely think they succeeded in that idea of pulling out all of these themes that we see every day around us, but then taking it and, I guess, kind of distorting that into such this weird dystopian lifestyle, because it's things that a lot of people think about and worry about. Like, Tinder is huge. It's still huge. Like, it's something that today's society that people were afraid of being lonely, and now we have something that, like, swept the nation, that everybody jumped on board really quickly. Um, so I think that it really plays on a lot of those themes that you see in everyday life, but don't necessarily associate with being as outlandish as they are because they've been so normalized. Do you think someone has updated their Tinder profile now? Be like, please match with me. I don't want to be a lobster. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Meg, we'll start with you here. Do you think the filmmakers, you know, what they were trying to come across with their um, their take on society here, you know, do you think they succeeded here? Absolutely. Um, It was very thought-provoking. I mean, it took me a second, honestly, after I watched the movie and had had a few minutes to process what I saw. Um, I really think they hit that, like, the society, the pressure society puts on people um, to kind of couple up and and find similarities between them. And I think it was funny in the movie, too, how, um, you know, the first half you're like, oh, you have to be in a couple, you have to be similar, you have to have something in common. But then um, the the single people... uh, Later in the movie, in the woods, um, they still had minor that spoilers. Same, min, minor spoilers, <laughs> but they still had that same pressure. There was still that same like, well, now you can't be in a couple. Like you kind of have to be individualistic and by yourself. So it 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 kind of plays off of our society, and I think I think they really hit hit that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adam, do you have do you have thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, I echo what everyone has said. Um, there's definitely yeah, it's sort of. A fun house reflection of sort of what actually happens in in real life. Um, sort of the arbitrary reasons that people sort of tell themselves why the person they're with is is their perfect match. It's like in in the movie, there they they pick sort of yeah sort of random reasons 
um, from they both get nosebleeds to they both have nice singing voices and mm-hmm. it's sort of or the one with a nice smile exactly <laughs> yeah and I sort of thought about like the the sort of arbitrary like and I thought of Tinder um, sort of like swiping right like just uh, spotting someone and sort of snap judgment immediately picking some sort of trait that you're like yes I like that that's that's for me mm-hmm. I started thinking I'm like what would my trait be what would I say probably goofy but then I would I would be turned into an animal so. <laughs> <laughs> it would be horrible. I definitely think that the interesting part about picking out like the defining characteristic was the fact that in I think I want to say like in real life people look for similarities, like good things that bring together like oh like we both enjoy being outside or like rock climbing and they look for like a positive thing whereas this movie focused on all of the things that like nosebleeds or they had a limp or or they were heartless yeah or they were heartless <laughs> yes. like they were and that all... woman was truly heartless it's, <laughs> when i say it's dark she was responsible for some of the darkness because she's oh. truly is a monster yeah and it's i just think it was interesting that they took something again that we look for normally in like a positive sense and they showed the very like they they highlighted the negative things i guess and that's what they based the like mutual relationships off of as opposed to like shared hobbies like shared like mm-hmm. i don't know disasters or bad things mm-hmm. yeah I, and definitely i sort of took that as yeah sort of trying to force a connection when there there isn't actually one there and just sort of um saying yes we're, we we must be perfect and sort of faking your way through the the real emotion that you should be feeling and just the, the way, and so in the beginning there in this hotel, that's where he's trying to find the love. And it's just so all absurd. Like the, the staff will put on presentations <laughs> showing you why you shouldn't be single. Like, help, I'm ch-, or like someone's choking. And then like, ah, they pretend to die. And then well, they're with someone, they're fine. Or they're just walking across and some guy comes down and, and they get mugged and more even. Um, so it's just all, so all absurd. And I think even the concept of that you're turned into an animal, which is, like I said, just so creative and that's what grabbed me to this i'm like this is truly unique i haven't seen anything like this but what it does it kind of glosses over it's like well wait how how exactly would you transform and they kind of explain they're like oh it's an operation but to me it's like i think you would need magic for this and this world was definitely not a world (laughs) where it's like harry potter and wizards and magic to do that so did it bother any of you that they kind of just glossed over this aspect or that kind of go along with the whole the whole theme of the movie adam i'll start with you here uh, it didn't bother me. I I sort of liked that it was left to your imagination because you can sort of do whatever you want with it in your head. And they do mention at one point that it's it's like a surgery that they do. But anyone could do it because, spoiler, yeah. minor spoiler, but Colin Farrell comes and he performs. Uh, he goes in the room and says he performs the procedure, but I guess we don't know if he actually does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, just sort of just trying to picture like what that type of surgery would be sort of creates some terrible images in your head and uh, I, well I see not mine that. i had wizards i had wizards doing it with wa- magic wands <laughs> and spells and i guess uh, yeah i guess that's sort of our our different way of thinking because yeah i pictured like a nitty like messy <laughs> surgery that happened so i was like ah it's terrifying <laughs> and again if that intrigued you to the movie it's playing at the little theater <laughs> the little dot org for showtimes and trailers <laughs> uh, did you guys have thoughts on you know the were you bothered by the lack of transformation meg i'll go with you here first. I was a little bit. I kind of was like, oh, the lobster. Like, I want to see, like, how this process is. But I guess I agree with you, Adam, that, like, it, it's kind of left up to the imagination and probably be really hard to show, oh, I, yeah. you know? I don't think it would make <laughs> sense. I don't think there's a way you could explain yeah, it'd be, yeah, it'd be very hard to explain. So in that sense, I get it. But at the same time, I was kind of like, oh, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> 
did your thoughts? Uh, it definitely didn't bother me at all, like, not knowing how it was done, because I always thought that, like, the animal ultimatum, more or less, was really more there just kind of to be the ultimatum. Like, you need, like, the, you have so many days or this happens. It didn't really matter how it happened, because it wasn't important, because you, really with the characters that you closely follow in the you know, in the movie, they, they don't really get to that point. So it doesn't matter a whole ton, I guess, how it's really done. Okay, yeah, and we were mentioning, you know, this this creative aspect. And one thing I liked about the animals was it gives you, which I just think this is so clever and visually appealing, it gives you a scene where they're out in the woods and then a flamingo would just walk by in the background <laughs> or a camel. <laughs> just, just so absurd. It's goofy. Uh, and obviously what's happening on the screen isn't really goofy or lighthearted, but you just see it and it just, it's hard not to laugh. Um so, you know, my take on that is I think that was part of the cinematography, which was gorgeous. Um, the acting, which was phenomenal. We haven't mentioned Rachel Weisz yet, but she was great. Um, and then the score, which I also like. So I, out of those three elements, you know, what were your guys' take on that? I'll start with you here, Meg. Um, I really enjoyed the uh, cinematography. I think it was shot in Ireland. I could be wrong, but just the, the greenery and, like, the forest scenes were probably some of my favorite especially the first forest scene when there's a chase going on and everything's kind of in slow motion I thought that was really well done um the score definitely added to that kind of creepy darkness and it it definitely added to it it definitely made me kind of cringe in some moments especially with what I was seeing on screen um I think Colin did a great job uh I heard I, I read he uh gained 40 pounds just for this role which is that's kind of crazy <laughs> he, has little, he has a little beer gut <laughs> he, he does he has a little gut which maybe was why he's there I don't know <laughs> he added to it but no I think um all around I enjoyed uh the the imagery the sound uh, everything the beer gut and the mustache it's a good look I'm it's considering attractive. it <laughs> the, the world the world's saddest little mustache <laughs> <laughs> it's like a character of its own definitely <laughs> mustache if there's not a Colin Farrell's mustache out there by now for this movie Twitter handle. I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> I'm say that means you have to start it yourself. <laughs> well, I, now I just outed myself. People will know it's me. <laughs> I definitely did not start one. <laughs> but Adam, yeah, what was your take on the score? You know, the cinematography, the acting, these other elements. Um, I I think I mean everything sort of worked really well together to create that sort of unique tone the film had. Um, the the cinematography is sort of gray and not washed out but very kind of bleak looking mm -hmm. um and even the performances are sort of subdued and very deadpan yes um, <laughs> deadpan is exactly Which the right it word added to the humor a lot yeah. too yeah um i somebody somebody was talking to me or i heard somebody talk, describe the film as uh like an snl sketch that had been lobotomized <laughs> and i think that's just so perfect to describe that the is, tone i of wish the i movie. thought of that description yeah that too. that's why i'm quoting it and pretending that yeah <laughs> So what were your thoughts? I know that's a lot, the score acting, it's a lot of different elements, but did you enjoy these these parts? Yeah, definitely. I think that the acting, again, deadpan is perfect, a kind of monotonous um, sound to it, which I think the score did such a wonderful job of taking uh, acting that was otherwise very, you know, um, I don't want to say minimalistic because it's obviously very hard work, but it was, it was very bleak. It was very, um, you know, morose mm -hmm. um, type Ooh, acting word. and taking it <laughs> um, and taking it and I think the score really helped um, move that along and really keep the viewer engaged with everything and again the cinematography was gorgeous obviously my the first um, scene in the forest was also my favorite in the slow motion the hunt and things like that <laughs> kind of that first time that you get out of the hotel so that was um, 
it was a really wonderful and scene. All these elements, like I don't remember a movie this recently where I had, there were so many scenes where I'm like, I absolutely love this scene. But then there's also scenes where I'm like, I really didn't like that part. Or it was just so, the contrast was pretty amazing. I don't, did you guys feel something similar or was did you pretty much feel the same way throughout? Caitlin, I'll start with you here. Mm, there were definitely moments that took that as a as a viewer you know it kind of took you by surprise and felt like they were very different from just like the scene before it again the um just going back and forth between the hotel and the forest and and watching all of that it just it completely it just took you to a different mindset depending on where the location was in the film which i thought was um a really interesting thing to have to make it feel so polarizing and to really um identify with a certain place and then not with it with another i thought that was neat Okay. Did you guys have thoughts on that? Or? Um, I mean, definitely. I was like, oh, I really enjoy this scene. I mean, um, when they're in the forest, there was a lot of scenes um, with Rachel and Colin that I was like, oh, I, this is this is adorable. And then it would be contrasted with another dark scene. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. this it's like, okay, it's getting less adorable. Yeah, I, I, there was a few scenes um, I definitely was watching with kind of like high, eyes half closed, like kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch. But no, I think I think that adds to it. There's like definitely a contrast. And and, and you know, with this film being so absurd, I think it just adds to to everything. We're not mentioning it, but was was the ending one of the parts of your? Yes. All right, the answer. <laughs> That's a teaser. This movie's playing at the Little. Remember now. Now you're curious. Now your your imagination is sparked. Little dot org for showtimes. Um, so I one another thing that kind of attracted me to this movie. I was reading uh, the Entertainment Weekly review, which normally I only read city reviews, but this one just. <laughs> You don't have to say that just because I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) And it was very threatening. I do have to say it. (laughs) No. Entertainment Weekly called The Lobster the most original and beautifully strange love story since Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, uh, which is one of my favorites, but I didn't really quite buy that comparison. Um, I I thought if we were singling out like Charlie Kaufman films, it was maybe closer in tone to being John Malkovich, um, even though it's not really similar in plot. Um, did you guys think there was a comparable movie to this, or is it like completely unique to you, Adam? I'll, I'll start with you here. Um, yeah, I I think I think it's unique. Um, there are definitely elements you can sort of pick out or traits from other movies you can sort of apply to it, um, but it's it's entirely a unique thing unto itself. I think because um, there's definitely we sort of focused on sort of the the bleakness and the darkness, but it is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were, we were talking, I was talking to Megan beforehand and I, in the end, I found it actually kind of romantic in a sort of twisted way, mm-hmm. um, that there's actually a lot of heart, like underneath all the things that are happening, the terrible things that are happening. Um, but yeah, that's, that's sort of why I really liked it. It's, it's unique and it's original. So I, yeah, I don't think there's one thing I could be like, if you liked X movie, you should see the lobster. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. It's yeah, it's on its own, and and it is it is twisted, it is cruel in parts, but there there are the the soft spots, the sweet parts. It's like oh, that's kind of I, I, yeah, I don't know. Twisted is the perfect word for it. It's just it's kind of like romantic and just the weirdest twisted like way possible, which which I kind of dig. So so Meg, what are your thoughts here? Is this completely original, or did you kind of see elements of other movies? No, I have to agree with Adam. Like I, I'm trying to think of a comparison, and I I just can't. I mean, there's elements I guess you can pull from other movies, but 
I I really it's it's a standalone movie. I can't I can't really think of a good example of, of a similar one. And I, I kind of enjoy that about the movie. Like you said, it's it's so original. And, and I feel like there's a lot of sequels nowadays and a lot of uh, you know reoccurring themes. And and think it was really refreshing to see in this movie that it's it's so original and definitely standalone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about you? Your thoughts here? Just gonna go ahead and just like third, um, <laughs> you know, uh, what he said at the beginning. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's. It's unlike anything that I've ever seen before, and I doubt there will be any uh, movie to come after this that then won't, like, The Lobster will become that movie. If there's another style movie, they'll say, oh, like, that was, like, The Lobster, if you like that. Whereas, um, as for right now, to compare The Lobster to something else, there really isn't anything. But I could see it becoming um, kind of that comparison level for anything that would come after in a similar style. Yeah. Which is why I kind of, I know this film's been around for a while, played a lot of festivals, but I kind of enjoy how A24, uh, the distributor here, chose to play it during the summer. It's like the perfect counter-programming, because it's all these superhero movies, all these action ones, and then just this, like, Dark Child, this unique movie. Um, Actually, when I turned to look at you, Caitlin, I saw it was raining outside here out of our window, (laughs) and I'm like, that's kind of perfect for what we're talking about. It's it's kind of, I don't know, I feel it sets the tone there. Um, So we're going to wrap up here. Final thoughts, or I guess what would you maybe say to someone that's thinking about seeing this movie? Caitlin, I'm going to start with you. I would definitely say to go see it. Um, you have to say d- that. Like definitely. You contractually <laughs> obligated 100%, to say that. I would definitely say go see it. Um, I really enjoyed watching it, and it's the type of movie that I, if I feel like a lot of my peop- a lot of my friends, I'd be like, yeah, you need to see this movie, and they'd be like, oh, I've like never heard of that, and I'd be like, well, like, let me sit you down and, like, educate you. And, like, let me, like, watch this with you again. It would be one of those movies that I think everybody should see just because it does tell such a compelling story in such a unique way. Okay. Mm. Mac, how about you? I mean, I agree. I would definitely, I highly recommend it. Um, for me, I would maybe give a little bit of a warning, maybe kind of prepare them a little bit, that it is a little dark because I feel like that took a lot of people by surprise and maybe left a bad taste in their mouth. But I think if you really think about the message behind the movie, you're going to love it, and it's just going to be so original that I, I don't, it's can't miss. You yeah. have to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's fair to say it's not for everyone, but I, th- I feel like for most people here, we we seem to like it. Adam, how about your thoughts? What are your final thoughts here on The Lobster? Yeah, I, I liked it a whole lot. I would definitely recommend uh, it to to people. Um, like, like Megan said, I, I think with, with a warning, sort of preparing people, letting them know what they're getting into beforehand um, helps. Um, but yeah, there's there's enough in there, the, the compelling story and sort of the, the ideas that it sort of leaves you wrestling with. Um, it's yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be one of my favorite films of the year, an oh. early contender at least. Nice. Um, yeah, and I would recommend asking people what animal they want to be turned into. It's so much fun to ask. Like I've I've been asking people a lot even before I saw it, just because I'm interested in their answer. And you guys kind of confirmed it. There's so many different <laughs> creative, like clever answers out there. Uh, just and it's it just is kind of an interesting character study to see what people say and. Um, I, w- I want to see who will be fellow birds with me and, and fly in the sky. <laughs> Meg will want to see other kitties to like yep. nap with and play with balls of yarn and drink just, milk out of saucers. Just knock things over <laughs> as best I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. The Lobster is now playing at the Little Theater. Um, I'm going to read off some of our other movies playing because we have a, a pretty killer lineup right now. Uh, so we have Sing Street, which was 
probably my personal favorite. I know Meg enjoyed it too. Oh, I loved it. Uh, great music. It's really catchy. It's kind of a fun. It's pretty much the in tone the opposite of the Lobster. Both really unique, fun movies. Uh, we have a bigger splash, which actually you can check, read Adam's review in a uh, city newspaper. And what's the website again here for this? Uh, RochesterCityNewspaper.com. Okay. We have. Uh, we also have April and the Extraordinary World, The Fits, Love and Friendship, which we had people dressed in Regency era. Uh, attire for which was amazing um, I found out that it is definitely Regency era too and not Victorian era do not say that Jane Austen is Victorian era it's incorrect <laughs> and people will not be happy with you uh, we also are playing Holy Hell which is an uh, interesting documentary uh, about a cult and it's from it's filmed from a guy that was in this cult so it's very it's an interesting look inside of that world um, and one more we also have Aliens uh, not Alien, Aliens, with James Cameron one playing June 18th, Saturday Night Rewind. It's in 35 millimeter. So this is a great lineup. You can watch uh, trailers, look at showtimes, uh, listen to this podcast at thelittle.org. Follow us on social media. And I mentioned I didn't give you guys the chance to shout out your Twitter or Facebook. So you, you have another chance here. Last things. You can say hi to mom. Anyone else a cat at home if you want. <laughs> if you have anything else to say, now's the time. And my Twitter handle is Meg E. McLaughlin. You can look up the spelling of McLaughlin. It's spelled for you. <laughs> it has <laughs> laughing. anyone wants to follow me. <laughs> and she tweets about Little Popcorn a lot, which we I all do. like. <laughs> all right, Adam, any, any shout-outs here? Um, you can follow me on Twitter, at Adam Lubito. Um, and hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, no one ever says hi, Mom, when I give them that offer. And it's like, how is no one saying hi to their moms? It's so <laughs> infuriating. All right, you're going to say anything to your professors? Be like, give me an A-plus here. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I guess... Jeez, I wish I had like something cooler to shout out. Um, I put no. you on the spot. I can dub something in later. Yeah, no, <laughs> we can re-record. I, do, I mean, like, I don't have a Twitter. I don't really want you on my Facebook. Sorry, guys. But um, no, I think I mean, I'm all yeah, set. that's understandable. <laughs> and there are millions listening too, so they're all they're all waiting for this. All right. Well, thanks to my guests. This was fun. I've been waiting to talk about this movie, so this was exciting. Again, the guests are Meg McLaughlin, Adam Lubito, and Caitlin Spouty. Uh, it was a pleasure. Hopefully, you guys will be back sometime. Movies in a Microphone is brought to you by WXXI and the Little Theater. Remember, it's always a good time to take a little break. <laughs>